Hey, I'm Pop Runkle. And for as long as I can remember, I've loved pop culture. Despite the challenges I've faced in my life, pop culture has always been there for me. I love talking to people and being a platform for others to share their thoughts stories. Because if there's one thing I never get tired of, it's seeing driven, talented, and inspiring individuals follow their dreams. No matter what obstacles are in their way. And I know a thing or two about that. Welcome to the DJ Bob Show. I'm DJ Bob. Roll it. The DJ Bob Show. Pop culture, past and present. Now, here's your host, DJ Bob. Can you tell me how we got, how we got to Sesame Street? Well, Street Gang, how we got to Sesame Street, the fantastic new documentary, Ken. Today, we're joined by Trevor and Ellen Shercraft, the producer of the film, and... We talk a lot about the making of the film, some of the uncovered gems, and what Sesame Street moment they wish they could be a fly on the wall for while filming, and much more. Hey, everyone. Hello. Hi there. Good to hear you guys. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys are here. Oh, thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. We're super excited to be here. The doc is absolutely wonderful, so Aww. can't wait to dive in. Thank you so much. So before we get started here, I wanted to personally thank you guys for covering an era of Sesame Street that doesn't include Elmo. We've seen a lot of that, and I wanted to know why you guys decided to cover this specific era in time. Obviously, it's based on the book Street Gang by Michael Davis, but what was so special to you guys about this time? It's very innovative and very groundbreaking. I'll start off. I think that the origin of anything is always interesting, but for something that's been around for 50 years, you know, I think that we all forget you know, I mean, I think people forgot about a lot of the stories. I know I never knew many of the stories. I mean, I grew up as a Sesame Street kid and I was watching it, you know, in my basement of my parents' house on Long Island. And I loved all the characters and I loved the humor. But as an adult, you know, we picked up Michael Davis's book as we were looking for a new project. And, and um, you know, I never heard of John Stone before. And there was so much that, so many people that I was unaware of that, you know, this sort of jumped out at us as a, as a very unique story to reintroduce the world to. Yes, no, absolutely. And, you know, what we liked about this, you know, in our angle of our film is that it's about these people. So it's about these visionary creators, artists, actors, writers, and educators who made Sesame Street, you know, out of like boldly interpreting what was going on in society at the time and using this power of television to engage and entertain and educate kids in ways that had never been done before. And telling the story of this gang and what they did to bring the show to to all of us, uh, we thought was incredibly interesting. And the origins of things are things that we don't often reflect back on. Yeah. Um, and it's really important to know how something this iconic 
began because <laughs> it didn't start out that way, right? Yeah, Sesame Street has always been one of those things that's always been here. Yeah, yeah, and you and you really don't think about that as far as like, oh, like this is how it started. But Sesame has always been super good about showcasing their history, whether it be in specials and this is another extension of that. No, absolutely. And, and I, that was one of the things we didn't know, you know, when we first sort of thought about, could you take this book and turn it into a doc? You know, I wasn't really, uh, you know, I sort of assumed like, oh, well, this has all been covered before, you know, we've done it before. But I think that, that interestingly enough, you know, we, realize that to your point, this period of time hasn't really been covered in depth, you know, and certainly all of the behind the scenes footage that we were able to, to find really sort of helped to bring that time period alive. So what was, you know, there's a very, there's almost a side character in this movie. I mean, everybody has an important role, but there's a big focus on John Stone and he's yes. very prevalent in this film. Like, why was he kind of like the kind of main focus indirectly? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I think, you know, that was part of what, when in reading Michael Davis's book, you know, Street Gang, The Complete History of Sesame Street, which is about like the 40 years, first 40 years on the street. It's amazing. There's 12 more years. Um, you know, that was one of the things that when Trevor read the book first, and then he gave it to me and said, you know, I didn't know who John Stone was. And then, and I, I read it. I'm like, I didn't know that who John Stone was. And, you know, it was, he's such an incredibly important person to this origin story. I mean, he's the one who, you know, he saw this PSA um, in the late sixties, which was called, you know, uh, send your kids to the ghetto. And it was a, you know, a tongue in cheek satirical PSA around the conditions that were on the, you know, what were happening in the cities to children of color and what the conditions that they were living in. And he said, you know, because the show was built on this foundation of educating all children. This was Joan Gans Cooney and Lord Morissette's idea. Um, but particularly coming out of the civil rights movement, they wanted to ensure that children of color who were living in the inner cities, uh, the term at the time, and who were not having equal access to education, um, you know, due to race and poverty, they were going to respond to the show too. So John Stone was the one who said, well, we should put this, we should, set the show on the stoop, on the street, uh, have them connect, all kids connect to this neighborhood. And, you know, and that was revolutionary too. Most kids shows at the time were fanciful worlds of, you know, princesses and clowns and kings and queens and, you know, all of that kind of puppets that were lambs and you know yeah. all that other kind of stuff. And so, you know, here, here was this very revolutionary idea. Um, and then having a cast that was integrated, you know, um, a black family and, and a white bachelor and a giant eight foot bird and a, and a green <laughs> monster in a trash can all living on the same street. Um, and so, you know, he is, when we were starting to come up with the narrative of this, you know, how we wanted this to, to tell the story, you know, it was really Joan, John and Jim and then Joe Raposo that became, but Joan, John and Jim really, that were these pillars of which, you know, were so integral to how the show yeah. began and then how it continued um, that, you know, again, it was just, it, it very, it was very natural for us to then focus on him and to pull it out because so much of it came from his vision. Yeah. So 
as producers, I'm sure you guys have uncovered a lot of like holy grail footage <laughs> and holy grail, holy grail documents and stuff like that. What did you guys geek out over? <laughs> <laughs> I think that some of the stuff that I was just, I was amazed by was, you know, footage that we'd not seen before, but also that the workshop had not seen before, you know, the Sesame workshop and finding, finding things. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the stuff that we didn't even get from the workshop, there was a piece called seeds of Sesame that was um, from the Canadian broadcasting company. And in 1971, they had done a, a whole news story on Sesame. There was all of this footage that had never been seen, really. I mean, it was, it was, you know, shots of the set, shots of rehearsals, shots of, you know, the um, sessions where kids were sort of tested and, 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 you know, sort of see what they liked and what resonated with them. You know, the thing about Sesame Street is that it is a, nonprofit company, you know, Sesame Workshop, what was the children's television workshop. And not everything was saved. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that they anticipated would last for this long. So to find that piece of footage was amazing, you know, and then. And then the Victor DiNapoli footage. The DiNapoli footage. And I mean, you know, that is the 16 hours of behind the scenes footage that was shot in the, you know, very like 80, 81, you know, early 80s. That was done by the former art director of Victor DiNapoli. We call it the DiNapoli footage. And it is this, again, amazing uh, footage of of all of the performers and, uh, you know, Joan and Jim and John all on set talking about and showing what they were doing at the time. And it was the intent of Victor uh, then to create a documentary about putting the show on and it never happened, but Sesame Workshop ended up acquiring the footage and they allowed us to have access to it. And that was just a gold mine and totally geeked out over that because <laughs> yeah. it was, it was again, because the intent of our movie was again to show what it took to put something yeah. like this together. And we really wanted to do it and show what people went through to make it happen. And this footage is there and it's so real and it's so raw and it's perfect because they were all good friends with Victor and, you know, and they felt very comfortable in front of him. You know, the people who worked, work and worked at the workshop were there for decades in most, in most cases. And um, we're making 130 hours of television a season, which is unheard of now, but yeah. you know, that's the, that's the fun. That was some of the most fun was just seeing the joy that everybody had in working together. Where can people check out the doc? I know it's everywhere, but <laughs> you know, kind of like. Well, it has a. It's it's has a. It's in theaters. It's limited run in theaters right now. Um, but it is going on demand as of Friday, May seventh, on all major rental platforms. So your iTunes, your Amazon Prime, check your local cable providers, yep. and that is in U.S. And in Canada, it's not in theaters in Canada, uh, but it will be on demand as well on May 7th. Yeah. And we're super excited about that. <laughs> and there's a, there's a coffee table book coming out here too. Yeah. So at the end of the year, um, there is a book called The Unseen Photos of Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street, uh, which uh, I wrote and um, is uh, going to be published by Abrams. Uh, featuring photos from David Addy, who was a well-noted photographer um, and was on assignment uh, to cover Sesame Street. Uh, and he was there for about two weeks um, and shot some of the 
most seminal uh, initial tapings of sketches like uh, People in Your Neighborhood, um, a lot with Burton Ernie. And we have some amazing photos that have also never been seen, which are also um, layered in with the story of how the documentary was created and also some additional um, transcript excerpts from some of the people that uh, we interviewed, like Sonia and uh, Bob McGrath and uh, Matt Robinson's family as well. So we have a lot of a lot of sort of extra extra bits in there for for people that really love the doc and want some more. Yeah. Me, me always love a companion piece. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing like a story world. So my my final question before we wrap up is if you were able to be a fly on the wall for any sketch or any song from those early days, what would it be? Oh, for me, I think uh, to, to my most favorites would be anything where Grover and Kermit Grover was selling Kermit anything. <laughs> I think that that progression of those sketches with Frank Oz and Jim Henson, I think it's some of the best comedy that there is. So yeah, that would be my, uh, I would love to have been in the room when, uh, when, when Grover sold Kermit, you know, glasses and he didn't have any ears. <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> and for me, I mean, my gosh, like I, you know, we have this scene in the film and it's, you know, Stevie wonder on set singing like one, two, three Sesame street. Awesome. If I could have been like there, you know, like listening to this jam session, I mean, all of the music, I mean, the music alone, that's a whole nother other, you know, piece <laughs> of this, like, but you know, these amazing, you know, performers that were on the show in addition to, I mean, and then you're surrounded by, cast in Muppets. So it's like a trifecta of awesomeness. You know? So <laughs> that would have been, that would have been amazing. So how can people support the film? How can they find you guys on social media and all that? Yeah. So um, all we're across all social media. Um, our handle is at street gang movie. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and I think we're going on to TikTok. I don't know. I think, so, uh, I think yes. that's happening. Um, so you can follow us there and you can get updates on the film. About, there's links to uh, where you can see us in theaters, uh, the uh, information on the on-demand platforms, and coming soon we'll have more information around international release as well. Well, the film is absolutely wonderful. It's the most definitive look and sesame I've seen probably ever <laughs> um, because there's so much stuff left out in like previous docs or previous specials but this is like if I wanted to show somebody what Sesame Street is at its core it's this. Oh, uh, thank you so much. We that, really appreciate it. It means a lot. It means a lot, especially, you know, we're, we're, we're doing all of this still in our homes, you know, yeah. we're all not out of this pandemic period. Uh, you know, it's all in stages around the world. And, you know, those kind of comments mean the world to us because it's been a long journey to make this film. And we hope that people find a ray of light and some positivity um, in what has been some difficult times for all of us in the past year. And so thank you. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you about the film and appreciate this um, hearing about it. Thank you. And, you know, real quickly, what connect for you guys? Oh my goodness. I know there's, well, we got the we're, book. <laughs> we're going to take a rest. <laughs> Six and a half years of making the movie. We're, uh, we're, we are going to do probably another documentary next. Um, 
and stay tuned because we're uh, we'll hopefully be able to announce some some good news yeah. shortly. And we're also working on a children's animated series, so there'll there'll be more more coming from uh, Macrocosm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, coming yeah. soon. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can have you back for that stuff. Would love to be. Thank oh, you. Thank you. We'd love it. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Bob. The DJ Bob Show: Pop culture, past and present. <laughs>